welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CP4 Thursday, April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. I am your host, Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer. And on today's show, we are graced with the presence of uh, Brody Miller, LSU beat writer for The Athletic, is going to give us some insight on LSU's pro day that happened on Wednesday, March 31st, yesterday. Brody, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. How you doing today? Was it uh, nice to finally be at a pro day after all the mayhem that went on last year? <laughs> yeah, it felt a little bit uh, closer to normal having, you know, once again, pro day is always a weird day anyway. A bunch of people standing around watching guys in their, their underwear. But but this one felt at least a little more normal, you know, getting back to things. Well, you know, this was an opportunity for scouts. I believe 30, you said 31 of the 32 teams were there to see many LSU players, nine in total, who uh, some of them opted out before the season, like uh, wide receiver Jamar Chase, some who opted out right in the middle of the season, some who were dealing with injury. But, um, you know, before we get into that, Brody, if you can kind of shed some light on those players, what they were up to during the season, during the offseason, the ones that opted out and didn't play this past season, how they were staying in shape. Yeah, you know, a good amount of them were actually with the same agent and working out together. Jamar Chase and Tyler Shelvin, for example, they were working out in Dallas at a place called Exos. And, and they, they I mean, from what we can tell, it's because I think that was one of the biggest questions is how are these guys going to actually stay in shape? You know, have a guy like Tyler Shelvin who has had weight, is, you know, his issues his whole career, is he going to be able to stay on top of things, for example? But they actually showed up really in good shape. And, and you know, I, I credit to the guys at Exos in Dallas, I suppose. They've kind of been on top of things and whatnot. Uh, they both joked about watching games on Saturdays and being pretty frustrated watching this LSU season. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like they've pretty much just been fine-tuning everything for this week, you know, for the chance to have a good pro day or combine and be able to show. And you have a guy like Jamar Chase who absolutely dominated. You have Tyler Shelvin showing up in better shape than, than I think most expected. So it seemed, I'm not going to call it, a, I'm not weighing in on whether any of these were good decisions or bad decisions, but it seems like they made the best of it. You know, Brody, I, I, we all know about Jamar Chase, of course. We know about uh, Terrence Marshall. Who helped himself the most in your opinion? And I know, you know, pro day is kind of, you know, the one half doesn't have the other, you know, guys running around, they've been training for a couple of months. They should test well, but who seemed to help himself? You know, I, I think one person just kind of that not everyone maybe is talking about that probably helped themselves. I would think is Jacoby Stevens, the safety linebacker hybrid, just because obviously his film wasn't exactly great this past season. He's always been considered this kind of tricky tweener guy, linebacker safety. And I think a lot of the criticism, just from what I've read from different scouts, things like that, is that he doesn't look very athletic on film. And that might be a real problem, but he's actually like made to thrive in this setting. I mean, he's a, a, a amazing athlete. And I think he, he was almost made for the setting to, to look good, you know, with a shirt off or to, to have this absurd, uh, you know, he had a 42 inch vertical. His broad jump was, I believe, 10 foot, 10 inches. I uh, had a four, five 40 yard dash, which was pretty surprising for me considering kind of the size he plays at. So I don't know how much he helped his case and things like that, but you would think what he showed was definitely probably a positive because I think he had a lot of question marks and I think he answered. You know, a lot of those measurables sound just like mine, as a matter of fact. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to take any credit for that. But now Chase, as we mentioned, sat out for a year, uh, obviously didn't hurt himself. Um, but, you know, was he, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. Was he as dazzling as it, as it sounds? 
No, I mean, yeah, I think it's a fair way to put it. Yeah, because I mean, he didn't have much to lose, like, like I think yeah. you're getting at. But I think he he put it all together. I mean, his numbers were some of the more absurd we've seen through the whole pro day circuit so far. The you know the 11, uh, 41 inch uh, four yeah uh, vertical leave. I apologize. The eleven foot broad jump. You know, I think those things. And then the four three eight forty yard dash. He even joked, even he didn't expect that. He'd been running in the four fours for the most part. So again he is more about the film, right? He is about the things that he's been showing that he can beat almost every top corner in the NFL already. That's what's impressive. But to be able to go out there and show that part, it's just confirmation and, and more of a more fuel to the fire of this wide receiver one battle. Who's really going to earn it? Cause I think a lot of people might've been swayed yesterday. You know, looking uh, on Twitter yesterday between you and our friend of the program, Jane Slater, y'all were talking about the 40 times. I mean, everyone's eyebrows were shooting up because those 40 times, I, I mean, I'll let you tell the story of your reaction uh, on some of the numbers that came out. Yeah, and of course, I saw Jane made sure to come out and say that uh, a bunch of scouts have like confirmed that those are official times and those are valid because I think we all naturally were like, all right, pro day, is these are these real? Because I mean, yeah, you had... Uh, you know, Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall, both first round caliber receivers running four, three, eights. And those are great. Racy McMath, a, a big special team star receiver. I ran a four, three, four. And then Kerry Vincent, the nickel corner, who granted is a track star on the four by 100 team. So you would expect a good time, but he clocked a four, three, three. And then you have the aforementioned Jet Jacoby Stevens, 4.5. It was, it was like everybody was a whole 10th of a second faster than we ever would have expected. So that's a really good showing for those guys. And, and I, again, not advocating for anything, but it almost looks like an indication that, that the, the opting out worked out well for these guys because they did test so well because they have been preparing so much for this moment. And, and again, we all, I think, have thoughts on whether we should make this much out of pro days, but, but those were really uh, jarring times for LSU, absolutely. You know, I watched an interview with Terrace Marshall yesterday. Terrace Marshall Jr., excuse me. Has he been hanging around Coach O too long? Because he started to sound like him a little bit. I was like, wait, is this him talking or is this Coach O? Yeah, you know, Terrace Marshall is an interesting guy because I think he's an example of, Yes, he did opt out toward the end, but his was almost more of a begrudging opt out. I mean, he he did not want to opt out. He really is a one of the better character guys in that locker room, a leader in that locker room. He two weeks before he opted out, gave this big, long speech to the team about how like, hey, guys, I don't have to be here. I want to be here and I want you guys to care as much as I care right now and, and put the time in because obviously LSU was not having a very good season. So I think he's a, a really, you know, aside from all of his tools, I think he's a good character bet for a team to make because he 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 ended up opting out because the season was just so gone and, his, and I just it just got to a point where it's like it's not helping me to stay and also because the season was delayed he he was already kind of delayed on a normal year of getting a head start on the the pro day process so I think uh, yeah I don't think he was one, he, I don't think he should fall on your normal opt-out camp and he's definitely one of those guys who will I imagine interview well and LSU will have really good things to say about him no I guess this isn't pro day related but LSU as usual, losing a lot of quality players. What does that mean for the team next year? You know, it's kind of funny, right? Because we talk about all these opt-outs. A lot of the guys <laughs> who were standing out weren't even necessarily on much of the 2020 yeah. team. Right. And granted, that's part of why 2020 was such a was such an issue, maybe. But I think that almost goes to say, I mean, they're returning, I believe, 31 or 32 guys who started at least one game last year and, and a, pretty much like 19 of the real starters are back. And more importantly, it's 
it's kind of like they're guys who've been battle tested now. They've been through a tough year. They're no longer, maybe there was some entitlement on last year's team coming off an undefeated season and thinking they earned it. And that's not going to be there anymore. So I think those things help. And then you have a new staff come in. So for a lot of reasons, there's a lot of reason to think this team could be, you know, not titled. I'm not thinking national title or anything like that, but there's a lot of, this is a, a New Year's six caliber roster. You have that new staff and all that. And, and I think, you know, you have your Derek Stingley's who will probably be the star of Pro Day next year. So there's a lot of a reason for optimism if Ogeron has made the right moves. You know, of the nine players that, that participated in that Pro Day, you've kind of touched a little bit on Jacoby Stevens, Tyler Shelvin. Who do you think is going to surprise us when it comes to the NFL draft here in just, what, 28 days? Yeah, Shelvin's one I just throw out there just because the range of possibilities are, are, are seem so broad. You know, I think when he opted out, and a lot of people are going to criticize him for that, maybe rightfully so, he had a chance to prove himself as a first-round guy if he stayed one more year. I mean, his 2019 film was, was unbelievable, and, I, and from what I've heard, a lot of teams are realizing that right now. But, you know, he's a guy who's been suspended for not being able to lose weight back in 2018. He's a guy who opted out. You know, you just have so many of those kind of – he had academic issues, which – shouldn't affect his NFL stock, but still those kind of things. It's like red flags mixed with just unbelievable tape, but then he comes, shows up in really good shape, tested pretty well. It looked like yesterday, you know, I think he's a guy who I've heard could go as late as the five range and could go as high as the second round because it's not a great year for nose tackles. So I think he's one who could surprise everyone in the NFL draft and whatnot. And if he ends up in a really good place, could have a great career because he's as talented as anyone in the country. He just, you know, has some question marks. Brody, how do you personally feel about Pro Day? Because I didn't realize how jaded I had gotten about it until I stepped away. And so I, I'm always intrigued <laughs> other people kind of look at Pro Day because I don't, you know, you talk to some coaches and, you know, they'll kind of give you a wink about it. And, and But how do you feel about it? I think we feel similarly. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> it, I'll admit it was one of those things where I messaged my editor and I'm like, are we sure I should go? Like, I'll go. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, there's not much for me to really, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, I think you would probably know as well as I that a lot of that really comes down to those scouts probably getting there and talking to the teams and talking to the guys, yeah. they, talking to the trainer to pick pick his brain yeah. about that player. You know, I think that's so much of what this is really about in the interview yeah. process. Because, yeah, I don't th I, I you told me I don't think I, I can't think yeah. of many times a guy's been like, we didn't like him until pro day. And now we're sold. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot more about talking to his position coach, as you mentioned, the trainers. You know, even some teammates, if they can, it's a lot more about the interview process than because they've already got the film. And that's the, the thing I've always thought about pro days. Okay, if you've seen this guy play 12, 13, 15 games, and all of a sudden this one day, because he didn't run the 40 you like, you don't like him, come on. So <laughs> always the way I've kind of approached it. Brody, on this April Fool's Day, uh, I'd be remiss not to talk about T-Bob Bear. I need to hear your <laughs> funniest T-Bob story. Oh man, you didn't give me any time to prep on I know, this. I don't I'm know sorry, if I have like, I don't know if I have an amazing one off, but I'll just lead with. I mean, this isn't like a me story. It can but, be funny but, or embarrassing. We will also accept embarrassing. Just <laughs> my favorite T Bob moment ever is the day it was like in the bubble when the Pelicans were starting, you know, um, the the playoff run, and, and he dresses up like a wizard and he's drinking at like 10 a.m. and he's just like he like gets this whole thing where he's just gonna be like the fun Pelicans wizard, and then like fast forward five hours and it's him just like drinking alone and he's just doing a video and he's like. Life comes at you fast, man. <laughs> and the season had gone off the rails. And he's like, one day you think you're going to be a fun wizard. Now you're just a sad guy 
in a, in a wizard costume. So I think that just summarizes T-Bob perfectly because uh, both how ridiculous he can be and also how good he is at making fun of himself. But man, doing that show with him is a blast because he is one of the smartest people I know as much as like he doesn't put off that. So yeah, I love it. And you two host the Hold That Podcast. Is that correct? If you that want to go correct. ahead and plug Thank that. You for the plug. Yeah. Hold That Podcast with Brody Miller, T-Bob Bear. You can check it out on Spotify, iTunes, I assume. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Spotify and iTunes. Brody, we appreciate you joining us to give us a little insight on that LSU Pro Day. Uh, one last thing. One, one last thing, Brody. Make sure you tell the LSU fans the Saints might not pick an LSU player. <laughs> Might not. You know, I, I've heard they take that really well. It's not a sore subject at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're really going to try. They're going to try, but they might not. There's a chance. Yeah, there's 32 teams. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Again, that was Brody Miller, LSU beat writer for The Athletic. If you want to check out those videos that I referenced in our interview, you can head to NewOrleansSaints.com or your Saints app. We have interviews with Terrace Marshall Jr. You have Fast Facts on Jamar Chase, an interview with Jamar Chase, and an interview with Ed Ogeron, uh, head coach of the LSU Tigers, all available on NewOrleansSaints.com if you click on that video tab. Excuse me, I don't know what's going on with my voice today. Again, uh, you know, I want to apologize to all of you for this April Fool's Day because I did mean to prank JD. I just forgot about it, it slipped my mind. I apologize. That is my bad. I'll get them next year. You have my word. All right. For Caroline Gonzalez, Sean DeShazer, thanks again to Brody Miller for joining us today. That'll do it for the today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for April 1st. Hopefully you all have a great weekend, a great Easter Sunday, a good, good Friday, and we will catch in with you or catch up with you next week. You're not going to want to miss next week's episode. I'm not going to say anything specific, but you're not going to want to miss it. All right, Saints fans, hopefully you have a great weekend and a good Easter.